we have today the uh, feast of the dedication of our church. And so the Mass is being uh, celebrated uh, with that dedication in mind. But as well, we have the celebration of St. Thomas. Uh, so we have the readings from um, St. Thomas today. Um, so a special um, combination feast we're celebrating. We uh, like to uh, welcome Father Joseph Koterski, who is here, um, who will be the guest lecturer today. And just an announcement uh, about the end of Mass. Um, we'll have a blessing of the plaque and a blessing of a plaza outside directly after Mass. And so if everyone in the congregation could immediately um, follow myself and the Master Ceremonies out to the north side of the chapel by the St. Thomas Hall um, for those blessings. There's a great ignorance these days of Christ's doctrine and our Lord, as we hear in this gospel passage, has handed over to us the crucial work of making this doctrine known. We're the ones he is depending on to pass on his divine teaching. You are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. But we can't give what we do not have. And so if we're to give Christ's teaching to others, we must first make sure that we have dedicated ourselves to it in study, absorbing that teaching, making it our own. And so a life of study becomes necessary in one way or another for any follower of Christ. We don't all have to become theologians, but a Christian who does not give himself over to the study of the faith in accord with his own vocation and state in life will never fully become that radiant light Christ demands in the gospel. And today we remember this great Christian calling to study so wonderfully exemplified in St. Thomas. He was born in 1225, entered the Dominican order at about age 20, and from then until his death at age 49, he was continually studying, writing, and teaching about the faith wanting nothing more than to put himself entirely at the service of Christ. And we must note well that his burning desire in all his intellectual labors was not just his own perfection as a scholar, but above all, to make Christ known. As St. Thomas says regarding the contemplative life, for even as it is better to enlighten than merely to shine, so it is better to give to others the fruits of one's contemplation than merely to contemplate. A life of knowing the mysteries of our faith only reaches perfection in giving that knowledge to others. A point we can see God himself making in Deuteronomy. He said to the Hebrews through Moses, may these words which I command you this day be in your heart. Meditate on them, sitting in your house and walking on your journey, and when going to sleep and when rising. An amazing command regarding any body of knowledge. For what other learning would God have given this solemn command? Egypt, Babylonia, and China had their sciences at the time. And as the centuries went by, great men of genius arose whom we study in this program. But for none of these would such a command be given, as if God might say, may these words of Euclid be in your heart. Meditate on them sitting in your dorm room and walking to the punch bowls, and when going to sleep and when rising, which admittedly is not the best example because many Frenchmen do this anyway. <laughs> but the point is, no matter how wonderful Euclid may be, 
It is not the kind of knowledge God would give a solemn command to get, dedicate our lives to, nor even that of Aristotle, though many a philosopher has done so. The sacred knowledge that comes from him is something different. And then God goes on to command, and you shall teach these words diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So then another amazing command about the spreading of this knowledge to others. Not only is the man of God to base his life constantly pondering the divine wisdom, but also to finding any opportunity he can to bring that knowledge to others. A constancy in pondering and a constancy in promoting. This is what the divine wisdom demands of us. So St. Thomas was one who lived very much in the spirit of this passage from Deuteronomy. He was constantly pondering the divine word and teaching it at every opportunity. And today we have a special occasion of remembering the founders of our college, blessing a plaque, as I mentioned, and the plaza next to it in their memory, which we'll do after mass. And a great consolation it should be for them that they have established a college that does just this, a program of steady contemplation of divine wisdom and teaching it literally day and night given all the classes and seminars and special lectures devoted to the study of the scriptures and sacred theology. In so many ways, this program not only culminates in the, in the study of St. Thomas, but also is marked by the spirit of St. Thomas, making the contemplation of divine truth and the proclamation of sacred doctrine a steady day by day, month by month, year by year pursuit. But there is still the question, why the command in Deuteronomy to ponder continually and proclaim unceasingly? And why did St. Thomas do this in his life so energetically? And why is this college imbued with his spirit? And the answer comes in the first reading we just heard. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne and deemed riches nothing in comparison with her nor did I liken any priceless gem to her. This knowledge that we ponder is not just ideas, but is a person, the wisdom of God, here referred to with feminine pronoun, but known to us as the word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And the sacred body of knowledge we pursue is not just for the mind, but for everything we are and are meant to be, a knowledge that is the beginning of eternity for us, Eternal life is this, to know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So no wonder in his life St. Thomas pushed himself to the limit in teaching and writing. And no wonder God commands us to constantly ponder and teach his words. Little do we realize the great power in these divine words that can carry us into eternity and are the beginning of union with him, who is life, beauty, and truth itself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.